0: Hey, welcome to All the YA I've Loved Before, a podcast that dives deep into the young adult books and teen movies and TV shows that I loved back when I was a teen in the early 2000s, as well as all the new books and entertainment that the genre has to offer. I'm your host, Casey Racer. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. So today I decided to do a little spookiness <laughs> in July because why wait for October, especially when there are horror movies that do take place during the Fourth of July, which it is the Fourth of July weekend. So today I'm doing I know what you did last summer, and. We're back and taking the podcast in a little bit of a different direction. We're going to still talk about the movies and books and TV shows, all that fun stuff, but I'm also going to go more in depth, do more research, uh, do more deep dives. It's going to be really fun. I hope you all really like it. So I should introduce my guest, (laughs) my husband, my built-in co-host when I need him. My guest always in my heart. Uh-oh. i don't know what that means i don't know
1: what that means either ryan hello all right ready to dive deep
0: so let let's talk a little about the summary of this the, the movie the story the, the, story. the lore mm. <laughs> i know what you did last summer first yeah. of all just want to say that ryan and i neither of us really enjoyed this movie but it was kind of fun to watch I wouldn't
1: say I didn't enjoy it. It's just not <laughs> I good. did
0: not enjoy. It. <laughs> it's not what you'd
1: call a we, good movie.
0: We watched this last October because every October I put together a bunch of like movies, TV shows, Disney cartoons, and stuff, and we watch a different one every day of October for Halloween, and it's super fun. And I made Ryan watch this one with me, and we were both like, "Huh, that was pretty terrible." I really had grouped it in with Scream.
1: Yeah, because really Scream is my being
0: favorite movie, <laughs> like not just my favorite scary movie, but probably one of like one of my favorite movie movies. And I watch it all the time. But this is not this is no Scream, and you can tell sometimes it tries to be Scream, and it does not do well. <laughs> but let's talk just a little summary the summer after they graduate from high school friends julie ray helen and barry have a fun fourth of july out and it soon turns dark when ray accidentally hits a man with barry's car the teens decide to throw the body into the ocean and vow to never say a word about it again a year later, they all return to their North Carolina coastal town and begin receiving letters that threaten to expose what happened the summer before. Dun, don don. Before we get into discussing the movie, I just want to talk a little about the book because I don't know if everyone knew, but this is actually based loosely on a novel from 1973 by Lois Duncan, who... <laughs> is one of my favorite thr- like thriller suspense uh, novelists YA novelists yeah. um, she was actually called queen of teen thrillers which is really cute and I, I wish that I was the queen of teen yeah, thrillers
1: say, it's a corny Weaver. I had no but, idea this was based on a book until you told me
0: she wrote the gift of magic and later Daughters of Eve and Gallows Hill, which are, they're all my favorites. I loved The Gift of Magic when I was like nine. I found a really old copy at a library book sale and I read it over and over and over again. And then later on I read Daughters of Eve, which is much darker <laughs> than, than The Gift of Magic, which I'll talk about after I kind of talk about why Lois Duncan hated this movie. So the book is more of a thriller suspense mystery kind of thing. It is not a whole Horror, I would say I think that a lot of people classify her books as horrors, but I would really call them more of thrillers because I don't think that people really die a lot in her books yeah. like not not the main characters the main characters don't they're not like horror, you know Lois Duncan also wrote this book called Hotel for Dogs which I've actually never read or seen but it was made into a movie and when she was interviewed about the movie the interviewer asked her what how involved she was in the movie for Hotel for Dogs, as opposed to what the movie of, I know what you did last summer. And she pretty much said she was completely closed off from the filming, the entire production, everything of, I know what you did last summer. And she says that it's a good thing because she would have never let it happen because she, she saw it when everybody else saw it and she hated it. It was never supposed to be a slasher. She just like, was really disappointed with the way that they took it. And yeah, I think, very little
1: suspense, so like, yeah, that makes right. sense. Like, if that's more what she writes, like, that's not yes. what this movie is. Maybe they it, go for some suspenseful moments, but
0: it doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't really pan, pan out. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of that does have to do with the fact that in 1989, her daughter was murdered, and they oh, actually um. didn't find um, the culprit until I I saw looking on the Wikipedia entry for her very quickly that they actually caught someone this last year. Oh, so, yeah, sweet. like, but she she wrote a book about it, uh, trying to get to the bottom of it. She did research herself. She really tried to figure out who who murdered her daughter. And so she probably doesn't really like a movie about murdered teenage no. And especially, you know, when Helen, spoiler alert for the rest of the movie, probably doesn't like how Helen was murdered for the same reason. And I do think it's really interesting that the way that Julie and Helen are both perceived in the movie they're both very much like they don't have a lot for their characters i wouldn't say that any of the characters do, but no characters do specifically julie the so-called final girl has zero personality nothing like she just like she could have been anyone and it's not it's not jennifer love hewitt's fault it is very much the writing and the direction and you can tell because there are moments when they all have very like They have, when they all do really well, it's just, it's very few and far between. But I do think it's interesting because the books that I love by Lois Duncan were the ones that really talked about teen girls and like how they were perceived. One of those books is Daughters of Eve, which is about high school, I think, art teacher who comes into this Michigan, small Michigan town and like completely disrupts like the lives of this group of girls by opening this secret society called Daughters of Eve and like tries to make their lives better because all the men in their lives are terrible.
1: Well, we could all <laughs> yeah. use that.
0: And then also Gallows Hill, which is about um, this girl who moves to this teenage girl who moves to this new town and she's having a really hard time fitting in and it's, all of a sudden everyone starts calling her a witch and all these weird things start happening. And I just like the way that she wrote those books about teenage girls, I would be really disappointed if I saw the movie
1: yeah this is I not a strong female summer. lead movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they there's... really
0: try to push like a couple of comments in at the very beginning about like oh julie's like oh that's sexist and it's like it's so flat and it's just like hmm. it means nothing it's like well, it's just she
1: giggles afterwards too. yes I mean, yeah, exactly they also push and that it's that her boyfriend an she's going to be a lawyer but yeah literally her boyfriend, her boyfriend talks about her best sexist.
0: friend's boobs in the first scene in the that's first the first, his first line that's yeah very, his first line. oh yeah. and like i think it was trying to be like a tongue-in-cheek thing about um like how like Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar were together but you but... can't do that when it's not real life it's the movie you know what I mean right. yeah, so should it we was, get in
1: felt really weird yeah yes yeah, let's go should we
0: get into the characters then? let's do it so Jennifer Love Hewitt plays Julie who as I said is very nondescript even a lot of her outfits are beige she's just like very yeah. beige her hair is so flat she's so sad she's so depressed which like I would be too if I killed a man and then like right. couldn't felt like I had a you know holding this impossible secret but she does not make it easy for you to care about yeah. what she's well, They're really
1: going for her being the like homely popular girl as opposed to Sarah Michelle Gellar that's supposed to be the more attractive flirty one but like it just comes off once again. It's just nothing. Like, He's just what, like what is there. her motivation? Where right. is she? Yeah. What is she supposed to because be? Because what was she
0: like before?
1: Yeah. Because no in, the,
0: in the scene before that, she pretty much was like nothing. Like, a guy liked her and she was like annoyed by it. And then she had sex with Freddie Prinze Jr. And that's, that's what it. happened before the big, you know, event of them hitting this man. Yeah. And she has really weird morals, I'll say. Like the lines that she has like don't make any sense which she is 19 years old and i don't think i had a lot of morals at that age but i also never Mm -hmm. hit a man and then never murdered anybody so
1: yeah (laughs) didn't have to question things like that but yeah then at the end like there's that throwaway line of just like oh we didn't kill anybody so i'm fine now
0: yeah literally they learned nothing it was so weird so and at the end of the movie after all is said and done and her and fragrance jr are back together which they have zero chemistry let me tell you zero i don't think they kiss one time in this entire movie even when he tells her he still loves so. yeah. her at the end
1: yeah there's definitely nothing at the end uh, we probably should have gone back and watched the first scene but i don't think they kiss like yeah on their romantic beach scene even when they, they're yeah.
0: about to have sex yeah which i'm guessing is for the first time since he asks, are you sure yeah and i'm like what was their relationship
1: Right, because yeah, Before they don't that. tell us explicitly that she was a virgin or that that's their first time together or any of that. Like, yeah, there is that line. I do remember that now. It's like, definitely like sure. trying
0: to make it like be like, oh, she. But also,
1: I mean, that could be. Are you sure you want to have sex on this beach right here? there's sand <laughs> everywhere. Yes. This is gross. Like,
0: like Sand in your crush you
1: sure? For yeah. sure.
0: And then uh, yeah, so at the end, when everything is going well or whatever, she is back at college, and all of a sudden she has this washed bouncy hair, and she's like talking, like giggling on the phone with Freddie Prince Jr., and it's just like. That's what she just watched her two of her friends be murdered yeah. and she's still like I went through but all this stuff, just, but she's okay. okay now. She's fine. Yeah.
1: But also, as we want like that, that's not her personality at the beginning of no. the movie, really. You know, I mean, kind of. She's definitely happier and a little more bouncy, you know, and mm-hmm. but still not completely. Like you said, they tried to paint her to be some sort of serious. Feminist want to be a lawyer, want to be oh, yeah. You know, she wants I to be IQ, a lawyer. Like, and I was like, what going t- to school in Boston from North Carolina, like all this stuff, but like all of that's throwaway. Like none of that comes back. Like there's know. only exposition
0: wow. to how we should perceive Julie. Um, uh, let's talk about Freddie Prince Jr., who also, oh my gosh, he's something in this. I just want to say that as a child and a preteen, I would say I was in love with Freddie Prince Jr. Like in love cool. i had posters of him taped on my wall i watched everything with him in it um he's not a great actor and i think that he's still very charming as like a person but like oh my every scene he was in he just was like shouting yeah. and that was his acting
1: that's kind of i mean that's kind of who he is and she's all that too like that's kind of his thing mm-hmm. but like you said it's just always just him. I don't know. That's him in scooby, Scooby-Doo. Too. It is him in scooby like,
0: He was good scooby because he's, he's he could just be kind of a, try, yeah. a himbo, you know? Right,
1: exactly. He's, he's gonna be a himbo.
0: He's perfect yeah. for that. He's not good in this because he's trying to be someone and he can't really pull it off. But the fact is that Ray, as a character um, isn't great either. He's he
1: He's barely in it. Yeah.
0: For, bo- for most of the movie, they're really trying to push you in a direction that he is He's the murderer. He's the one who's doing all the stuff, sending the letters to Helen and Barry and Julie. And it's just, it's just like so forceful that he just looks like nobody acts like that as a person. Why are you acting like that? You're acting so weird. And I understand that it's to like throw off the direction, but like, yeah, they needed someone who could do a better job. (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, it's the act of the thing they're trying to create suspicion, Mm -hmm. and they try to do it with him. They try to do it with uh, what Jonathan Galecki's character yeah we'll talk about and i mean like all these people but it's just like they're just being weird and for no reason
0: for no reason it never
1: comes back like to why i mean they do a little bit with freddie prince but it's also just again a throwaway because apparently he had met up with Anne hey she was the sister of the guy that they supposedly killed and you know he's doing these things kind of behind his friend's back but there's no payoff for any of it he just like Mm -mm. did it and that's kind of why he's being suspicious but he doesn't really tell anybody and i I don't know it's it's wild the the absence of plot in this movie
0: also did we mention that he's not rich because he's not rich and we've got told that like four times we do get told that a
1: lot but he can afford you know a 100 gallon thing of hair gel to take on his fishing boat with him (laughs) his hair perfectly quaffed like that, but he's not rich. Not rich. He,
0: his hair is so gelled. He like steps off of a boat. He's got like little overalls on, and his hair is just like straight up.
1: Yeah. It's just, just like just perfect. He also like, has his own on boat.
0: He also has his own boat. So yeah. whatever. whatever, uh, so, yeah. Not so rich, he's though. whatever. Um, my favorite character, the only person that I liked in this movie who had a personality, actually, but did get done dirty, Sermatile Geller as Helen oh so good she's a blonde beauty pageant winner at the beginning she's winning the beauty pageant and she says that she's going to go off to new york and she's going to become an actress and later on she tells barry that she has like the the trajectory of their life she says i'm going to be a soap opera actress and we're going to get married and have three kids and you're going to go off to rehab and i'm just like oh that's really sad that you like that's like that's what it said. That's what she says, because he oh. has a big drinking problem. Let's
1: just She says he's gonna be a quarterback for an NFL team. Yeah. But the at rehab. the end
0: he said and then she says, and I'm gonna have our first kid of three, and then you're gonna go off to rehab. Then you're gonna to go rehab. And I'm like, that's a that's kind of sad. Like she doesn't even say, like, I'm gonna go win like an Oscar. She says, I'm gonna go be a soap opera actress, which is nothing wrong with that, but like
1: she says, like, very explicitly, I'm going to get a two-year contract on a yep. soap opera. Yep. Then I'm going to, just going to start having your kids. That's that's pretty funny, after, actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think that she had a lot more screen time because she just, Sarah Geller is very charismatic. She's right. very good in these types of movies. Yeah. I mean, she was in Scream 2 for maybe, like, three minutes total. And she yeah. was so good in that.
1: And she still steals that scene. And, yeah, she does in this, too, which, as we pointed out, like, I don't think any of those four are bad actors.
0: But I do think that um, Helen is such a better friend to Julie than Julie is to Helen. Helen is so sad that her and Julie have not spoken in a year. Julie's off at college and she doesn't care. She doesn't contact them at all. And there's a point when Helen says, like, what happened to us? I miss you. And Julie just says zero things back to her.
1: Well, to be fair, what happened to them is they murdered someone. (laughs) But like... (laughs) But she's going through the same things. Like, why are yeah. we not relating on this too? Like, we're both upset about this. Like, once again, like her, you know, acting career has has failed. She went off to yeah, New York she... and now has to come back and work in her family's store. And
0: Which like, all... okay, but they, her family owns a store. <laughs> um, but yeah,
1: it's certainly established that her family's well off, yeah.
0: I do like that. And I think that, I think if the role had gone to someone else for Helen, I don't think that this particular thing would have happened. And it's when Helen is being chased after she runs out of her family store after her sister gets murdered. And she runs out into the alley where there's a second parade going on that day, by the way,
1: second, because she was in July 24, (laughs) seven parade.
0: The fisherman comes after her and she fights back. And I think that that is particularly because she was Buffy. Buffy,
1: I don't think
0: that they would have had any other actress that played that part fight back.
1: Because they don't even have I think they Ryan Philippe fight back who they yeah. build as a college quarterback. Like this yeah. dude is supposed to be an athlete that yeah. yeah. And cool. he's in a boxing gym at some point. Like yeah. he can fight and he doesn't so, fight back on this guy. Yeah.
0: So I just think that yeah, like right. that that character would have been with the rest of them for me if it had not been for Sarah Michelle Geller.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. But yeah, yeah let's talk about a lot of this
0: about Ryan Philippi who Felipe? Stop. <laughs> I thought, my sister told me that that's how it was pronounced. And until this year, I pronounced it like that. I think that one of my, I did say that this, in in parts, this movie was trying to coast off of Scream because there is a point when when Ryan Philippi, F- Philippi? Philippi. <laughs> I'm going to struggle now, is like being like really erratic. And I'm like, you're trying to be Matthew Lillard in Scream right now. And it does not work
1: because no. he's trying uh-uh. to
0: be cuz you know cuz cuz uh, Matthew Lillard and Scream is just so phenomenal when he's just yeah. like he's like moving around and he's just like screaming and he's got like spit coming Lillard out can of do his it. Mouth. Yeah.
1: Ryan Felipe is just yeah, I know you got me saying it. Felipe. <laughs> Is just too serious. Like that's yeah. just who he is. So it comes out so aggressive Because he's so does
0: good that, and cruel and so aggressive. Yeah.
1: Which is perfect because he's just this kind of quiet, you know, brooding. That's what he can do best. And this is yeah, isn't really the character for him. Yeah.
0: At one point in the movie, they go to Barry's house, and it's huge. And it's obviously he's very rich because he keeps telling everyone that he's very rich exactly. and We've that established it. And that Freddie <laughs> burns Jr. uh right is very poor. So at the beginning of the movie, when he's very drunk, he's like in the car. They're speeding along the little winding roads. He's drinking out of straight out of a bottle of rum. Probably it looks yeah. like I think it looks like kind of like Sailor Jerry's or something. Yeah. Helen makes Ray drive the car because because Barry's very drunk and he's so he's just been pulling off of this bottle. And he gets up in the car and he's just like out of the sunroof, like shouting and like he's just being a fool. Mm -hmm. And then that's when they hit the guy and whatever. And automatically Barry is like, this never happened. We can't be, I, I can't go down for this, whatever. But you know what? Barry is a rich white man. He should have called his dad. He could have yeah, called his dad and his 100%. dad would have taken care of that. that
1: well he does establish that he's kind of afraid of his dad because he sees the damage to the car and says that his dad's gonna kill him.
0: Yeah, but I really think his dad would have taken care of
1: that. Or his mom, or yeah, I mean or his lawyer.
0: It, Call the lawyer. Yeah. I know you have the family lawyer.
1: Right. It definitely seems like a family that would take care of themselves. But once again, we don't know that because we don't establish anything about these characters. So <laughs>
0: and if that's the case if they were like oh we hit him like I'm, okay we all know that being rich and white and a male in this country gets you all the privileges of having the best lawyers he could have gotten off so scot-free like he should have even been worried he should have been entitled that's like because he acted so entitled this entire movie so i'm like in this moment it doesn't make sense to me that he wasn't acting like an entitled asshole who just like called his dad
1: well, I mean, I think that he did. And the fact that he thought that he could just make a murder go away by rolling the body down a hill, right? Like, that's pretty entitled behavior. And he is you just, mur- you literally just murdered somebody. I mean, he, and it's pretty much your fault because you were distracting the driver and freaking out and then he spills the bottle of alcohol yeah. all over the car and all over, you know, all over Barry who's driving. Yeah. So yeah, the cops are going to probably take somebody down for this. Once again, you're going to pull in a lawyer and you'll probably be fine. But yeah,
0: but he just flies off the handle. He's so angry all the time. It's scary. At one point, he asked Julie, he's like, he's like, we're not going to talk about this, right? And when she just doesn't say anything, he goes to choke her and like not goes
1: to him he straight up grabs yeah, her by he, the throat yeah. and it's not because she says yes it's like are we going to take this to our graves and which, she says yes and then he's like no say we're going to take it to our graves and chokes her like it's like oh my god how aggressive which, you! Like, are.
0: if that if your automatic anger response is to choke someone like you are abusive <laughs> And you're yes. terrible. And I wonder, like, because he was dating a Helen that entire time, and I just like wonder what the shit that sh- that she was put through with him.
1: Yeah, because we yeah we don't go into like his aggression. Like his aggression no. is just supposed to be normal. Which, he, gets, know, like, 90s, he gets like he gets like
0: angry at her and quarterback
1: stuff. Quarterback is yeah. Supposed but to then be in that, the suppose, latter but... half
0: of the movie, he's kind of like cuddling on her and like telling her nice things. And I'm like, what what am I supposed to get from this? What am I supposed yeah. to like take from this? Because I think as a teen, I just thought that he was a hot like bad boy right Mm -hmm. also as you said when we were watching the movie that dude is a quarterback that dude got a scholarship (laughs) to be a quarterback (laughs) that is the
1: skinniest white boy you ever seen he's going to play college football no way about 100 pounds soaking wet I mean they even I mean again he's like wearing you know little tank tops and stuff and you can like you know they're hanging out at the beach like you can see his body and his muscles like no (laughs) no way so like where do they because they go to the same college right julie and
0: it's a very throwaway line where um helen says oh you two go to the same college you haven't talked and julie's like it's a big school and then it's never mentioned again and it's just like why was that even in there then
1: why why is it because they go to boston from north carolina so it's supposed to be a big deal i think that they get out of their small town and she goes for academics to be a lawyer and he goes for you know sports but like what school is this that they're going to that's that's this big like is it harvard like are they going to harvard no we have no idea but they are at the same school supposedly
0: johnny galecki i don't remember his his character's name max he's such a okay so he has a crush on julie and he like asked julie out in like one of the first scenes and it's funny though because it makes it very clear that like her and ray have been dating forever Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to like kind of feel bad for him i think because he gets he gets, well, punched, he he said, gets pushed like, by yeah. Barry, which he shouldn't have done, obviously, yeah. but he is he plays such a hashtag nice guy. Yes. Where he's like, I'm in love with this girl. And like, you're, you you want to be with that guy and not me? How dare you?
1: Oh, yeah. Just just huge. Yeah. Uh, in silly. Nice guy vibes just completely. But once again, they're trying to set him somewhat up as to maybe be the the villain, the killer in this. But
0: he was not so, really because yeah. we barely
1: see him and, and then he gets I mean, yeah, he, apparently he's known julie and all of them i guess since i forget what he says like sixth grade or since they were yeah. six years old because they think, live
0: in like something. a small town or whatever yeah.
1: so they all know each other but, but then once again shouldn't he know that she's dating barry yes then?
0: exactly that was my thought exactly and
1: well i think he kind of like phrases it as like we just don't hang out anymore we should hang out <sighs> oh you know, like such we're friends, gross like, nice we guy behavior. It. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: why was he murdered though that made no sense to me. That made zero sense to me. He was the first one who the fisherman killed.
1: Once again, particularly because they're doing all these things to try and set up the suspense that maybe he's, you know, so we can have multiple options of who the killer is. But then why would and you kill him I, as the, And they kill right him immediately. Away. Immediately. Like, he's, he's one of the first kills, if not the first, I think. Do
0: you think maybe it was to have a little suspicion divert to, um, to Barry?
1: Right yeah and that's what they do
0: But that's not what I got I, It was like I literally had to like sit and think About why they would yeah. do that
1: mm-hmm. Which is
0: so a casual viewer Of the movie isn't going to be like oh do you think that's Why they're going to be like wait what Yeah And then he ends up in the trunk of Julie's car covered in crabs. Later on, Julie starts screaming, goes running in to tell um, Barry and and Helen about it. Comes out two seconds later and it's all gone. Clean. Nothing is in her trunk. Like a trunk
1: full of crabs and a dead body. This guy just of
0: live crabs.
1: You're going to tell
0: me that those crabs didn't poop anywhere. (laughs) Didn't leave anything (laughs) behind
1: yeah because when we get gone. back there's nothing it's just It's gonna be slime yeah uh-huh.
0: <laughs> oh that was my least favorite part of the movie and i hated it all so
1: they just didn't know what they were trying to do it feels no. like you know like what did they want it to be suspenseful did it want it to just be a slasher like once again who is the bad guy what are they going to do with him? so let's and, yeah, how does he do all these the things
0: fisherman. Yeah. then um let's not we're not going to go right into the final reveal because i've got that coming up but I just want to say a couple things about him okay. because when he is a actual person and not just like killing people at the end kind of hot kind of hot I'm gonna say hot it. He's kinda nice. hot. also he was in an episode of iCarly I looked, oh, at, really? I looked at his IMDB the reason I want to talk about him is because he says the one of the funniest lines I've ever heard he says Kids like you should be out having fun, drinking, partying, running people over. (laughs) He says that to Julia. and I died. (laughs) That was so funny. Oh my gosh. That is such a good line. I wish that this movie would have been better because I think that that's so funny.
1: Or just leaned into that more. Like if they were doing more of a campy, you know, homage to slasher movies of the 80s. Like that's what this could have been really good at being. But they couldn't decide if they wanted to be that or be Scream and they wanted to be Scream because scream did so well the year before and they wanted because want, it, you know,
0: it's different. a unique like, one of it's a very but yeah that, i mean
1: scream that. couldn't even recreate scream in any of its sequels you know like i mean not that they're bad but like the original scream is one of the most iconic movies of all time and because it's done so well and so you just can't iconic. do that and like you know you threw four hot kids into a slasher movie and you just didn't think it all the way through they were
0: really banking on the fact that they were all hot which they all are very they all watched. are and this movie so, did pretty well right congratulations. i mean it's not, it doesn't have
1: get great reviews like but i watched it as a oh like, i watched this, this like is.
0: every weekend like yeah. i watched this over and over again we'll talk about that later yeah. but, but back um, to the fisherman
1: just like what is his motivation i mean i mean i get you know whatever like you know the whole story but like what is he trying to do because like you said he kills max jonathan galecki's character like for no reason he had nothing
0: to do with it and he does it to do like put it because in because he shows trunk? up at you know what with his twisted mind i think i know why he killed him actually i think it's because after they hit him after they hit the fisherman he's there. Yeah. he drives along and he sees the the four kids and he kind of was like what's going on but julie's like oh barry's puking he's drunk whatever and then he just drives off. So I think that it may be in the fisherman's mind. He's like, oh, that guy could have done something about it because he was okay. still alive. After then they why does him, he obviously. kill?
1: Then why does he kill Helen's sister?
0: Look, I don't know.
1: OK, why does he not kill? Um. Oh, Barry, uh, when he has why, the chance.
0: And why does he not kill um, uh, David's sister and he's right why so does he kill why killed. does he not kill because they've oh been at the gosh. beginning
1: that he's just trying to mess like he's trying to get inside the heads of the four kids right because he has the chance to kill ryan Philippi, doesn't and but he but he kills johnny galecki like he kills max and but he uses that to just put him in julie's trunk and like so it's like he's doing this just to mess with them but then it turns and then he yeah. just all of a sudden just kills barry kills helen he just just goes on this killing rampage in the last 10 minutes of the movie i was gonna say
0: he saved it because of fourth of july
1: did we know that it was fourth of july in the opening scene like we know this beauty Mm -hmm. pageant's going on and all this stuff it might have been
0: offhandedly mentioned but that's what i'm
1: thinking but like in my mind it never took place on fourth of july mm -hmm. until they tell you later in the movie and that's that's why you can't make a good. Fourth I always assumed it was more or less the last day of school. Like they're talking about like school just ended and what's like, that's right. are not talking about why that in the middle, middle of the of summer, summer, right? Because that's the an awkward that, place right? to, yeah.
0: put, to put your, to set your movie into yeah. is the middle of summer. But um, that's why they do not make more fourth of July horror movies. I think.
1: Yeah. That's for <laughs> alien invasions only.
0: Yes. Let's just quick. I just want to quick run through a couple of outfits. Okay. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's hairpiece at the beginning awful they have her wear like very very long hair it does not match her real hair because in a scene she gets her hair cut let me tell you that that doesn't make sense she's sleeping she wakes up her hair is cut
1: right this guy cut her hair and put a TR on her hair head without her waking up
0: so she's got a cute little bob at the end which is what her real hair is it's a bad hair and it looks
1: great yeah (laughs) (laughs) the hair Um, piece does not and she's supposed I, to be so obsessed with her hair. That's like one of her characters. Yes, traits,
0: they talk about it over and is, over again, and it's like only talked about. Such so foreshadowing when her sister comes in when she's like brushing her hair. I want to talk about Sarah Michelle Geller's outfit when they uh, hit the, hit the fisherman. <laughs> she looks so cute. She looks so cute. She's wearing her like after pageant dress which is like very like little black it's a it's an lbd yeah she's wearing Barry's like um kind of letterman's jacket over it it's huge so it's like longer than the dress Mm -hmm. but it's still like very short she's wearing like high heels her hair is all messy because they've just obviously hit a guy and they're like carrying him down and she's wearing the crown and she looks so beautiful in that i love that so much it's if this movie would have been better, that would be iconic. I would dress up like that for Halloween.
1: Best post-murder look there's ever been.
0: Yes. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, again, with her very like weird style choices, where she's supposed to be like the good girl. Uh, she's but wearing- also not.
1: not. <laughs> yeah.
0: She's wearing very big, big overalls. Big to the point where she goes and sees Ray after not seeing him uh, for a year. And he's wearing Fisherman's overalls, which are big on him. And those overalls are the same size.
1: Yeah, 100%. Same size. They might, yeah. Bottom from the same place.
0: Uh, Barry and his rib tangs, which are just a signal to show that he's a bad
1: boy. He's bad. He's tough.
0: And Sarah Michelle Geller's zip-up sports bra and track pants. Sporty Spice. Sporty Spice. It's a great right look. There. All right. Let's talk about what this movie kind of, what is like the, base of this movie what really drives the plot why the why the killer is doing what he's doing for one and just other weird family dynamics that permeate throughout the movie because there are weird family dynamics and I understand that this is like a horror movie which doesn't like spend a lot of time with a lot of people we have to like move along the the plot but it's so weird but that is one of the major themes
1: like every character has a weird family thing including some of the smaller characters and the you know the dead guy and his sister and uh, Mm -hmm. all of that it's a very interesting part
0: So Ray, first of all, he said at the beginning, he doesn't have a family and he doesn't have the money to get himself out of a jam, like hitting and killing a guy. Right. (laughs) And um, he also says at one point that his dad was a fisherman. And then Julie says, I thought you didn't know your dad. And he's like, I knew that he was a fisherman. And I'm like, have you two ever met? (laughs) Have you two ever met? Because I don't think you have. Julie comes back from school and her mom, first of all, I think her mom is right in the moments where she's like what's going on with you because julie is like literally like comatose pretty much she's just like she's just like she doesn't say anything she just sits there with her like limp hair and she just like her mom literally asks her questions and she doesn't say anything however her mom does a very mom thing and says you look like death thanks mom
1: thanks yeah that's very helpful here but yeah like you said she just like which i mean maybe that's a normal thing for a teenager and mom to do but she asks her these questions and gets no response it's like i think that my mom would harp more on this like if i was acting like this and i've been acting like this for a year yeah
0: yeah and i'm like yeah because she's like failing out of school and like she's just like she literally is not saying anything i'm like i would be very concerned with the changes that are going through my daughter but then but then her mother her mother says your father must be turning in his grave what the (laughs) fuck yeah what that and that's the only scene that her mother's in, and I don't think I talked to my mother again after that either.
1: That's rough, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, i like, can... that's then that's the only way that we know that her dad's dead, yeah, right? That's it, yeah, never, yeah. never talked of about, of never him, like on again. the wall
0: with her. And I just thought that well, they're like eating alone, but I was like, maybe that's lunch, maybe he's at work, but then uh, then it's like, oh no, dead.
1: Does everybody have a dead or missing parent,
0: yeah? Because okay, so well, so Helen, yeah. they say parents though. Her, and her sister they do. Saying That's parents. what I'm saying, but we only
1: see her dad. We only but see comes- Barry's mom. We only get talk. We have mention of Ray's mm-hmm. dad being absentee, and we have mention of Julie's dad being dead. So yep. like it's very everybody disney. Only it's have- very Disney. Yeah, right very now.
0: But Helen and her sister work at their parents' like department store. She's like a mini department store, I would say. Right. And her sister pretty much runs it and at one point helen comes home and is like standing at the door and her dad's sitting in his it's very 90s dad and like this is a thing that i feel like is so present in a lot of 90s like tv and movies where the dad is so like absentee and i think that yeah. it has a lot to do with like the culture around like how dads were not expected to do a lot in the like child rearing and stuff right. and i think that him sitting there with like a glass of like scotch i would say watching football his daughter comes in and says hi hey dad and he literally says nothing to her
1: he doesn't he doesn't have a line he doesn't he literally speak, does not right? say
0: anything and i think maybe the point that they're trying to get across is that her dad doesn't know what to say to her because she's like beautiful she was like the you know pageant queen but her his like little girl has grown up that's what like i think that's the angle that they were trying to get at
1: but we get well, what no like him she's... and the other daughter no. to prove that, even though well, I mean, because he she put has the line. Watch... I think
0: yeah. what it is, is that he put her, he put the older daughter in charge of the store. So she's the re- the quote unquote How old is he one. that
1: he's not still in charge of the store? What happened that he's not? Like, what,
0: what does he like? if you didn't know what kind of horror movie this is i'd be like is helen dead because he literally does not react to
1: her presence i was was about to just say like is this the sixth sense like because he doesn't react to that and then he doesn't react to the killer walking through the front door (laughs) the killer okay
0: who mind you this is the killer's outfit he's wearing heavy rain boots he's wearing a big like slicker Yep. So that means he's, like, stomped, stomp. Like, he's not Stop. being quiet. They He's live lumbering, in a, yeah. They live, they, they, he stomps, stomps. They live in an old house, which is creaky. And, like, yes. they've, like, showed, like, kind of how, like, old it is and stuff. Right. And he just doesn't react to, like, his front door, sh- like, opening and shutting. Someone yeah. going up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> this all
1: points me to, is there a storyline that they get cut that they don't mention that her mom died? right? Mm. Is that why he's so comatose? Is that why the daughter had to be put in charge of the store? Like, all of that kind of wraps together that for me. That makes but sense. We never see her. She's never mentioned. Like, mm-hmm. that would be, a, once again, it fits in with all the other parental issues that everyone else has in this movie. Like, that would be a pretty solid plot point that's not talking. You
0: know it. what they should have done? Okay. Well...
1: There's lots they should have done with this movie that they did. But
0: if they were... Okay. So they made a TV show with the same name that has nothing to do with this they should have just yeah. made this, but like expanded on it. That would have been so good, actually. Yeah. Been like, oh, these all these storylines, like what happened with all their families, like why they yeah. are acting the way they did. That would have been interesting, actually. Yeah, and I think plenty, if this was made. There's now, much
1: more to dive into that because would have they don't dive into a lot in this movie. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about Helen's sister, who is awful. And right. it's weird though. Okay, so Helen's sister exists to tell Helen that helen at 19 years old is a has-been and is yeah. never going anywhere and she's just a pretty face and i'm just like she's 19 years old and you're 23 right. yeah her sister is beautiful she's, she's the beautiful. Um, she's
1: bridget wilson yeah
0: she's, i was gonna say she's the what's her name in uh billy madison
1: yeah yeah she's the yeah she's the main female lead yeah in, uh, miss i don't know she's the third grade teacher yeah i can't think of it she's, what her- uh, miss Vaughn Veronica Vaughn, yes, Veronica, the, yeah.
0: Veronica Vaughn.
1: she's I also Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat movie like she's she's always an attractive blonde tall, yes, beautiful woman in everything that she is well,
0: but apparently like
1: if, she just pales in comparison to the beauty that Sarah Michelle Gellar if is
0: they this. were gonna Which, have that they needed to put they needed to cast a different actress well her hair's always in no a
1: ponytail sense. and she's wearing glasses yeah. so but even the 90s, then I'm like you're, you're hideous
0: beautiful right
1: she needed some paint on her overalls. Yes. Well she, was missing, but.
0: she also just like so.
1: But she's Anissa's, so mean to her. She's right? so like,
0: mean. She's so mean to her. She's like it goes way beyond eyes. just like
1: being jealous of your, you know, more attractive or more popular younger sister. Because once again, they're 23 and 19 at this point. Like at some point that goes away, right? And then, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just such a, and she's been put in charge of the company store. Like she's got things going. Like there's just no reason to be holding this grudge and it's not de- delved into at all other than these really mean yeah, lines that she says mean. to her. Yeah. And
0: so when Helen is being attacked, she's, first of all, nobody believes what Helen is saying. Helen sees Barry being murdered up on the balcony at the pageant and she's screaming trying to run through this crowd they're all just holding her back and laughing at her the cop treats it like it's a joke he says oh he was probably playing a prank on you and it's like okay well then probably check it out though you're not doing anything else yeah. the cop dis- Yeah, takes her home and is like making fun of her and then of course he gets murdered by the fisherman <laughs> because yeah. he didn't believe her and then she goes yeah, running it. to the to the store where her sister is closing up and her sister is acting like she's like i'm being attacked she literally says i am being attacked and her sister is rolling her eyes at her and i'm just like you don't know that this is like a like mit like a like a suit like, like a serial killer that's after your sister she could have been being attacked by like Barry she could have yeah. been being attacked by another man like what
1: it's late at night she's disheveled and she's running up to the door like regardless out. of what you think of your sister like you don't care about her enough to just open the door and let her in and say hey are you I'm okay like, oh
0: my. Like, but you know what it's not that family dynamic but she gets though. murdered
1: for it so yes yeah,
0: she does <laughs> and that family dynamic doesn't even come close to the reason that this movie the reason that this fisherman exists. The reason why he is the the murderer yeah which actually doesn't make any sense and like i literally had to like write it out to like make sense of it
1: so convoluted oh yeah
0: so at the beginning of the movie there's a scene where this guy who is david egan
1: right who they think they've murdered
0: who they think they've murdered is i
1: think it's maybe standing the standing yeah.
0: on outside of the road that they later hit the fisherman on he's about to jump he's clearly about to jump in July before that, the July 4th before that, he had gotten into an accident with his fiance, Susie. Susie, yeah. And they ended up crashing into like the, the ocean, the, the ocean, whatever yeah. Whatever it is. Cause she drowns. Where, where, I mean, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. So she drowns. If mm-hmm. he gets out, mm-hmm.
1: right. Um, <laughs> questionable.
0: Um. So they think that they, the, the kids think that they hit him. And he's back for revenge. So they like go and see his sister who like lives out in the sticks. She's supposed to be like weird. She's just lonely. It's kind of sad actually. But she acts weird and erratic for no reason as well. When she actually Mm -hmm. seems kind of sweet when she's not. She was just like, I don't get a lot of visitors. Yeah, she bounces back back and forth
1: between that, which her brother died and her mother. so stupid. Right, They're trying to build suspense and trying to build people that could be the killer without actually doing it.
0: But when Julie goes back there to ask who this mysterious guy that had visited her was, which turns out to be right. It's so stupid. Julie ends up saying like, we saw, we saw David. Cause they, she said, no, David, David left a note. He went out there to, I don't know, commit suicide. And I want to say mm-hmm. that in a better way, but, but the note actually wasn't that. Cause it was from the fisherman Cause it was in the yeah, same. Cause it's font. in the same handwriting. getting. Julie says no he had a tattoo with Susie's name on it and the sister says no she did not have a tattoo so then she figures it out right then that it is Susie's dad is the fisherman
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh he at the end he's got this boat that has all of these pictures of these kids
1: yeah he's just got his serial killer wall of course and his
0: boat but it's like it's like full rooms
1: his boat that's right next to Freddie Prince's boat. By the way, they've just been living right next to each other for yeah. the past year.
0: <laughs> and again, he's very, very attractive. I think as in, for an older man, but
1: for an old serial killer,
0: that's neither here nor there.
1: They got hit by a car and nearly drowned to death, but yeah, yeah looking but like, real how good. Did he
0: survive? I don't understand. He survives and he comes back. He's got no problems at the end, though. He gets his um, hand chopped off that's holding the hook that's killing everyone
1: Yeah, and
0: he ends up back in the ocean. And then Julie and Ray don't just say that nothing, like they're not responsible for anything. Like they yep. just are like, Nope, we're good. Cool. Yep. <laughs> um, but it's very on brand for that family because apparently spoiler alert in the second movie, the killer is his son, Susie's brother who goes after Julie because <laughs>
1: yeah. she's she tracking them all
0: their lives. I don't know. It's so stupid. I I wish it was better.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Because it's I, like it's kind of like a it's a fun like kind of premise and like all these it like is, twists yeah. and turns, but they just like didn't. It wasn't written well. It just don't work. Yeah. But I think that what I found the most enjoyable about this movie was the urban legend, because this is all centered around the urban legend of right. men with the hook hand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's talk about urban legends for a minute. Let's do it. So you said that you haven't really you never were like a like a I... kid into scary things. You yeah. you didn't really know a lot about urban legends but I kind of like asked you about them you said yeah, I'd say, you, we
1: talked about this you like, like
0: kind of had heard them in passing which is what urban legends like I knew because
1: I knew most of them like as you started listening to them I was like yeah, yeah. I probably heard that but like I don't you know that's why? not a part of my childhood because you, know? you like, were
0: not a kid into those things and I was <laughs> like right. I loved scary I loved urban legends I went on Snopes Snopes.com I would just like be on there for hours I loved it I loved reading all of the old urban legends um but I also like scary things and you did not right
1: yeah. And maybe that's part of it, but like, is that like, it, it's also just like a familiar or friend group thing. Cause that wasn't really a big part of what anybody that I knew did that I can think of, you know, like we didn't tell yep. ghost stories by the campfire and it's like that. But I mean, once again, to some extent, I clearly didn't know these, you started listing them off and I was like, okay. yeah, Because yeah, it is sense. a part of culture. I know what that is. Yeah.
0: I think that's really funny because I heard the hook story from my father. <laughs> Oh really? And the version that I heard was uh two kids were out in a car two teenagers were out in a car the it's you know a boy and a girl dating. Yep. Yeah. They have the radio on. They hear that there is an escape from the local insane, insane asylum which this is none of this is like Good words. None of this (laughs) is good. But this also is from so long ago. Like my dad was telling me this when I was a child, like a child, like five years old, I want to say, which is questionable, dad. Just a little questionable. But all of a sudden they start hearing like a creak creak. And he would do the little creak
1: creak. Mm -hmm. Like
0: he did it, he did a performance. Like that's why it's so like ingrained in me because he did that. And like these are all kind of stories that are in our culture that All in all, they tell these stories about, well, these these particular urban legends, they tell stories about teenagers and teenage girls in particular. Yeah. So there's this academic article called, Let Me Tell You About My Cousin's Best Friend, Sexual Values, Urban Legends, and Educators. It says, urban legends reveal the fears and anxieties of a group and serve as warnings about potentially dangerous situations, behaviors, and assumptions. There's a reason why a lot of these urban legends do center around teenage girls, for instance, because um, of the changing culture, especially in like 70s, 80s, and 90s. There's a lot about babysitters because yep. there's all of a sudden all these all these young girls that were out earning their own money. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Like it just tells you so much about the culture. And I think that especially this one with the, the, the hook as a hand, um, attacking these kids that are out having sex
1: right you know Mm -hmm.
0: it's it's like a thing to say like don't go and have sex like yeah you're not gonna die it doesn't tell you that you're gonna die from having sex it tells you that you're going to die because someone's going to kill you because you're out having sex.
1: Because you're out you know what, sex.
0: in like a roundabout yeah. way.
1: Well, they make mention of that in the sex. movie too, right? Yep. Like, uh, you know, say Julie or, or somebody says that as they're sitting there telling the story of the hook hand guy, like, oh, yeah, urban legends are completely made up to keep girls from having premarital sex, basically. And
0: that's where yeah. I'm, and I'm like- That's true. That's, yeah. that's where this story could have been so much better because that is a good thing to explore and where yeah. Scream explored the scary movie tropes. Mm-hmm. This could have this could have explored yeah. the urban legends tropes and how we did that. Of course, I think that two years later, there was a movie called Urban movie Legends called urban Legend?
1: But did that even do that? I think that's even worse than this movie, isn't no, it?
0: No, it did. It did
1: because- <laughs> I don't, I I don't that know that movie. I've seen that oh, one actually, I really? It. Okay, we should do that. I love that it. Sometime. It has
0: Rebecca Gayheart in it and I love yes. her. But it's just like really interesting to me how urban legends relate a lot to horror movies in that way, where it, it centers on these- teenage girls it's the same theme and yeah yeah who um if they take control of their sexuality they are punished for it but in this movie julie has sex right away right and i think that that's why this was trying to be scream in a different way because i think we were meant to believe that helen had sex but she didn't that night you know what i mean yeah
1: Yeah. we don't ever actually see or know that i mean once again she's kind of billed as being more promiscuous but we don't know that 100% whereas we get full confirmation that Julie had sex that mm-hmm. night and then like you said she's the final girl she's supposed to be the final girl so maybe they're trying to circumvent that trope but I without think that that's actually what saying or explaining it or having that be a thing so did you really do it does it matter like yeah
0: i also think what was interesting was that as i said urban legends kind of talk about like the the changing fears and anxieties and in this movie all of these kids are kind of at a crossroads with, between their childhoods and their adulthoods where they're yeah. done with high school. They're going after college. All these changes are happening. And regardless of if they had hit a man and killed him, they would have all drifted apart. There is one moment where yeah. Freddie, or where Julie questions Ray about their relationship after high school. And Ray says that, A very not true statistic (laughs) about how (laughs) the majority of high school couples stay together, and that's absolutely not true. It's like
1: he phrased it as like, yeah, high school sweethearts are the statistically most likely couple (laughs) to stay together. It's
0: just like Ah, patently false. I
1: think that's the exact opposite. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, I really think that between you know, this being based on an urban legend and like the, f- just like growing and changing things in these kids' lives, this could have been better. It could have yeah, really shown it like, a better direction.
1: Yeah, and there's so I many things they could have done with it that they just didn't. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad to know that the author of the book felt the same way because Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> there's, she was, yeah
1: this could have been better.
0: She was not happy with it. <laughs> yeah. And neither was I. Well, All right, They let- did
1: what they wanted to do. They made it a movie did. with four attractive teenagers or 20-year-olds that play teenagers. Yep.
0: But it does made not money. have the cultural staying power as Scream.
1: No. But it's got some. Like I think everyone that you ask would know, I know what you did last summer, right?
0: But what, It exists. Would they know what it's about? <laughs> because no. it was no. very confusing. Because if you know what
1: it's about, then you know that it's bad and you don't know <laughs> But you remember watching it and you go, oh yeah, that was a good summer slasher movie. All
0: right. It's not. Uh, let's end this out with a last little bit about our experiences as a teen and the things that we can connect with our teen years to to this movie any memories around this movie that we had etc do you want me to go first
1: yeah lead us off
0: so my sister owned this movie as a vhs she was as i said obsessed with freddie prince jr answer michelle geller big buffy fan and i at seven years old wanted to be my sister and I think that the reason why she because she was only 10 when this came out I was seven a lot of the reason that she probably liked this and a lot of the reason why I liked it is because I just wanted to be a teenager so bad I watched so much so many teen movies so much like teen drama I just like wanted to be in high school I thought that being in high school would be the most exciting thing ever I just I just longed for it so much. And this movie just had all these attractive teenagers that are actually played by like 25 year olds. <laughs> and I think that I just really relate this to being in my sister's room. She had that, you know, the TV VCR combo sticking <laughs> the VHS in there and we would just watch it in the basement. And it was great. And this movie will always remind me of my sister.
1: Oh, that's cute. What about you? Um, This movie, I think, is one of my first introductions to horror movies. I feel like there was a summer of my life. It might have been 97 or 98. Like, it was probably around then. I was about 10 years old. So my brother was about 12 or 13 and we, like, one of our aunts was babysitting us that summer. It's when I probably, that's when I first watched Scream. It's when I first watched, like, a lot of these, besides despite, despite, like, I did not like horror movies. I didn't like scary things, like, Goosebumps scared me. Like Are You say, Afraid you of the Dark was really terrifying. Like say, Are You Afraid of the Dark was the scariest thing that I've ever seen in my life. I had nightmares forever after watching that show.
0: It's ter- It is scary, though. Like, to be fair, that one scary. is particularly
1: scary. And I think that was, like, something that I got introduced to way too young, and that probably shaped this. But also, like I said, I don't think my parents were super into scary stuff. I still don't really think my brother is. I've got a cousin that's super into like B movie horror stuff that I kind of got into with him later in life. But at at this point, like we didn't do a lot of scary, like it just wasn't our thing. And my brother kind of started getting into it because he was a teenager and it was cool. And that's when these movies were coming out that kind of revamped the genre. So this was like part of that summer for me, which was kind of cool that, you know, I was a preteen, I guess, watching these. And I, I really enjoyed it the first time that I watched it because it's a it's it's not super scary because it's just not because there's not enough suspense to make it scary. like mm-hmm. the slashing that happens. there's really no gore. Like no. you see a little bit of there's, blood dripping yeah. like you get some yeah. There
0: are weird um like cut cuts in the movie so it doesn't mm-hmm. actually show the person. Is this movie R? I don't know that's a good yeah, I question don't
1: know either i was gonna ask that uh, as we were watching and i cannot remember if it was our pg-13 because it felt did very research pg-13 on
0: urban legends not on the actual movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i'd say i can't find it on a quick look here but uh yeah because it felt very pg-13 to me because you don't see you of course don't see any nudity there's very little blood there's some swearing and of course themes but
0: there yeah. are quite a few fucks from ryan philippi so yeah,
1: if there's more than one Then it's ours so yeah i mean then to that point like it just it was just a cool teen movie to me because mm-hmm, exactly. jennifer love hewitt and sarah michelle geller are very attractive so i enjoyed so that pretty. and there's a lot of them just flouncing around and that seems to be the main point of this movie and so yeah it's definitely something that i have positive memories on for that as being as particularly as a child that you know thought of myself as probably kind of a nerd or a loser because people liked scary movies and I didn't and oh I get scared by them and I have bad dreams like this one didn't do that for me so it was kind no. of my awakening to oh I can watch a scary movie and it's not going to terrify me and it can just be a cool thing so
0: no I think it, it you're fun. totally right because as I said I watched this with my sister uh I don't think we were seven when she owned that v- VHS I think it was yeah. like a couple years later but I didn't start liking like actual horror movies until uh, like 2004 ish. When I, when I met Ashley, we talk about this later on in the Degrassi episode that's coming in a few weeks, but I think that this movie is just like, not very scary. And that's probably why we both watched it <laughs> before. Yeah. <we've> been, like <laughs> that's why It was perfect for me movies. at 10. Yeah. And why,
1: when I look back on it now, I was like, this is not great.
0: <laughs> no, it's kind of fun. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch it again. Probably, maybe in like five years.
1: We're watching again this October. <laughs>
0: no, I want. I will watch the next one because Brandy and Mackay Pfeiffer are in it, and yeah. I love them. And
1: I do think, fun. and we're not talking about the next one, but I do think that that's why I probably even like the second one better than this one because it just leans into the camp. Like it mm, knows it that does. it's not a good movie. It
0: literally okay.
1: And this There's, one tries to take itself too seriously.
0: It does. There's a point in um the second one. The killer like does his radio voice that he did earlier on in the movie, (laughs) and uh, it lives in my head because (laughs) yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that the second movie is better, which is wild, but I think it's definitely less reviewed. And I say this with
1: comic book movies and stuff a lot too. It's just like, okay, yes, this isn't great, but it knows it's not great and it's leaning into it, and that makes it funny. (laughs) Like, that's it's like a good thing sometimes. Like, yeah, for an hour and a half for me to sit here and turn my brain off and like watch some funny cool stuff yeah
0: I think you're totally right when you say that this movie takes itself way too seriously I think that Freddie Prinze Trigger takes himself way too seriously in this um uh, I think that Sarah Michelle Geller was doing her best as were uh, Jen- uh Jennifer Love Hewitt and Ryan Phillippe anything else you want to say to close this out uh,
1: I think I've aired all of my thoughts I think I got it
0: this movie is fine it's fine, but I think that it is very emblematic of nineties, two thousand teen it, culture. It. I think that it was really fun at the time. I remember, which I forgot to say, and I totally was going to, but I remember one of the first boys that I really liked. His name was also Ryan. Um,
1: <laughs> I like Ryan.
0: Oh, and my first boyfriend's <laughs> name was Ryan. Sorry, Yikes. it was like a per- first boyfriend, and like, I didn't Sunday know night. all this.
1: I got to rethink some things.
0: <laughs> But um, I remember inviting him over to watch this movie in my basement when we were like 11 and like Ooh. wishing that he would hold my hand and he didn't, of course. Oh, what a loser. Um, <laughs>
1: really bringing it down for Ryan's everywhere.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so thank you all so much for coming back. I'm thrilled that we got to do this as our comeback episode because I thought it was so fun. And I have, as I said at the beginning, I have so many guests and lots of authors that are coming on and I'm so excited to show you what I have next. So please follow us on Instagram at you all the YA and oh, go to thebookbundler.com and get your summer reading. So much fun! We still have our code to all the YA. We get twenty percent off, and they are sending me a bunch of really fun middle grade chapter books that I'm going to review and talk about on the Instagram, maybe even on the podcast, depending on what I get. It's always a surprise, but they have never failed me. They always send the best things. I'm very happy to work with them. Always. All right, everyone. Have a great rest of the week. Bye bye.
1: Bye.